Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Broadcasting live from the Liquor Barn Studios, it's time for the Diener Show. Presented by OPC Pest Services on ESPN 680, 1057, and 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Drew Diener and Mark Blankenbaker. And welcome back. Hour number three. Hanging out with you here. 93.9 The Ville, ESPN 680, 105.7. Uh, like I said, we got plenty coming up. we got women's basketball coming your way tonight uh, as Jeff Walls will uh, be on the court. And I wonder if what that, what's that pregame like kind of uh, head nod or conversation with the officials going to be there tonight. You know, hey, Jeff, how's your week? Well, I have to imagine... Don't you think that some of those officials are probably like, yeah, yeah he has a right yeah. to be ticked. Of yeah. course they are. Yeah. Of course. Well, we'll... We'll get back into that, but I think um, we do have Jason Anderson, obviously, who was on these airways and brought the, the antenna with him on his back from uh, Kansas City when he came over here uh, to Louisville. But, man, a day yesterday that, Jason, I, I don't know, I guess just give us your perspective, where you were, what, what the emotions were, and, and, and good morning, by the way. Yeah, thank you. Um, it was, uh, it was a, I mean, a, a crazy day for a, a bunch of different reasons. Like, my... My show was on during the parade, so my show yesterday was just simply doing the show while the uh, players and support staff and coaches and everything came down Grand Street, which is where they have the parade, and head to Union Station, which is where they have the celebration on stage, which is where everything took place after the uh, the celebration was over. Um, and and so I'm on the air and and just uh, talking about uh, the different players and we're having fun and you know we're catching footballs with the different uh, fans and it was an incredibly joyous day. It was a celebration and and it's a celebration for people that you know have you know rooted for the Chiefs or um, root for Kansas City or you know couldn't make any of the games. Right? I can't go to the games. I can't go to the the playoff games. I can't go to Vegas. I don't have that money. But I get to enjoy it with everybody here. It's like, you know, watching the game with a bunch of friends. It was kind of like, you know, watching the parade and this culmination of what has been just an amazing five-year run. And, and so watching as, uh, as that's going on in broadcasting and, you know, uh, it's, it's sort of eerie thinking back that, you know, we're on the air talking and I, I, was, uh, I was talking with uh, the guy that did the show with and I'm like, you know what, this is the most enjoyable parade of the Chiefs so far, you know, in 2020, which is an amazing thing to say in its own uh, when you're talking about the success they've had. But uh, in 2020, it was like 10 degrees, so it was so bitterly cold that people couldn't really enjoy themselves. Last year was really cold as well, um, and they ended up having a bunch of uh, issues with um, uh, traffic patterns and uh, 
and uh, people being able to not cross and uh, parade uh, cross paths that were open at one point. And so that became sort of an issue last year. And this year, everything was great. It was beautiful weather. It was 60 degrees. It brought even more people out. And the back-to-back part of it, you know, made uh, made for a, a great day. And we were noting at the end of the parade, Isaiah Pacheco, the running back for the Chiefs, very popular in town, as he's walking down the parade, I took video of it and put it out, as he's walking down the parade route, I said, you know, he's getting the Hank Aaron treatment because kids were jumping the barrier and running out to Isaiah Pacheco and he's signing autographs as he's walking. And I'm like, this is, this is amazing. You know, this is something that we haven't seen. And, and I said on the air, I said, you know, we typically don't see something like this, but it's so cool that nobody's overreacting and nobody's panicking. We don't see police officers telling the kids to mm-hmm. get back. Pacheco's good with it. He's okay with that happening. You know, he's having fun. He's taking pictures. He's taking selfies. Obviously, if it was Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, it might it would have been a different story. Um, you know, with the security around them, and and, and but but Isaiah Pacheco was definitely for it. And, uh, he's sort of that personality. And that was the end of the parade. And so then they head down to Union Station, which we were about four or five blocks away. Um, and, and the celebration takes place. And, and the celebration is over. And we get off the air. And my son and I, because my son was down there with us, and we were able to, to be on a balcony overlooking the parade. And so I, we pack up and we start walking down Grand. And all of a sudden, just it feel, felt like every police car in the city was just screaming down grand as fast as they could go. I figured it was abnormal. I didn't know why they would be doing that. Um, But I had never been there at the end of the parade before. I had always done the the parade. had always started an hour later than it did. And so my job was to lead into the next show that would then finish up the parade and then have the Union Station celebration. So I thought, are they heading down there to pick up the, uh, the players? Like, you know, I thought they would just ride on the buses back up to where their cars were or whatever it might be. Um, and, and they just kept coming and just kept coming. And in fact, my, my son and I walked all the way to our car. He had forgot his water bottle bottle. I'm like, well, it's a beautiful day. Let's walk back. So we start walking back and the whole time the cars are just police car after police car to the point that we get back to the uh, loft area, and it was locked. Um, the security guard wasn't there. Okay, so we walk back to our, our car. It's still going on. The cop cars had to end up blo- uh, parking like two blocks away from where it actually was taking place because there were so many of them that were there. Uh, over 800 uh, law enforcement was, was in the area, FBI in the area, snipers in the area to try to keep people safe. And 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 you come to the conclusion when all that stuff happens, and you know we get into the car and um, you know, I'm sitting here going, if this is happening, like how, how can you keep everybody safe? Like the, the Boston marathon, the, you know, uh, this celebration, like you've got law enforcement there, you've got bomb sniffing dogs, you've got snipers, you've got everybody that is trying to be vigilant as much as they can, whose job is to be vigilant so that everybody else can celebrate and just enjoy themselves. And this still happens where 21 people, uh, you know, end up getting shot, where somebody loses their life on such a celebratory day, um, you know, children being shot and treated at Children's Mercy Hospital, which is, you know, right around the corner from Union Station. But just as as fun and amazing as the day was to have it end with such tragedy and, and end with, with such sadness and being there, not really knowing what's going on. Um, I, I felt bad for my wife because I get back to the car and my phone is blowing up and I didn't oh, yeah. know, like I'm walking. My phone is vibrating, but I'm walking. 
and my wife had called. She's texting, you know. And <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you are notorious for not being somebody to text back fast, right? I mean, right. so yeah. so then and she's, so, she's like, probably thinking on one hand it's okay, but yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I can't imagine what she's going through. And I'm, you know, emotional just sort of thinking about what I would feel like if I was in that situation. She's like, please call me, please text me, please something. And I'm, I get to the car, and I'm like, oh, my God. And so I, I'm calling her while, I'm, while the car's starting, and I hear Seren, the afternoon show, talking about, and so uh, police are on the scene, and, uh, and I'm like, oh, my God, no. Well, so, Mike, let, let, let me jump happened, in real right? quick. In America, I yeah. just knew what happened. Let, let me let me jump in real quick because I'm putting myself yeah. in your shoes right there. Because how old's Everett? He's eight, eight years old. He's eight. Wow. So, what do you tell Everett about what's going on? Um, we are driving home and trying to listen, and um, and he's asking. You know, he's listening. He's like, "So, were there was there a gunfight?" And I said, "Well, Bubba," I said, "I don't know what's going on. I know that um, there was." Shots were fired is all we know right now. Um, we don't know if anybody was hurt. We don't know if, if anybody died. We don't know any of that stuff. Um, but we know that there were guns. And I said, that's why the police are there. Um, they're there to keep everybody safe. Um, you know, they'll be they'll be handling the situation. We just, you know, think about the people that are going through this right now. And, and we hope that uh, as many people are okay. Um, and, and so, and, and I'm still listening to it because, you know, it's part of my job. And... It's my city, and, you know, it's my friends, and we've got people like you've met Todd Lebo. He's down mm-hmm. there at Union Station. He is around it. He's helping people. Like, people are, are running mm-hmm. in scared, and he's, he's you know, we, we talked to him yesterday. He, he went into dad mode. He's, he's, you know, talking to kids and trying to calm them down. You know, one of the, the, the ladies that works here, he's like, was just in a panic, and, you know, he's trying to help her out. And, and so many people are trying to do what they can while not knowing what was going on because he was inside Union Station, and people are running in, and he's going, what's happening? And they're like, there, there's guns, they're shooting. There's bullets, there was blood everywhere, and, and he's like, well, so then he's like, well, i got to go outside to, to talk to the police to see what's happening because i got to report this, you know, and so mm-hmm. he's trying to help kids, he's trying to help his coworkers, he's trying to, you know, report on the, the situation of, of what's going on to, to talk to police officers and, and things like that, and, and I'm just trying to explain to Everett, like, you know, because we're hearing this yeah. on the air. And right, you can't cover it up. Like it's not like somebody's in drive time and they say something inappropriate. For an eight-year-old just turn it down. You you, you yeah, got to exactly. keep this on, and you're not exactly. trained as a parent with this. I mean, this is where parents I'm, and you're like, there's no training for this, man. That is that is exactly right. And I don't know what to even tell him. Right, I'm telling him these things, but I don't. It later last night, obviously, it wasn't helping. You know, we get home, right. and, and by the time we got home, it had been announced that uh, a person had died, um, and and it was on the news. And we walked in, and my my in-laws, who live in um, uh, uh, Shelbyville, they're in town this week. Um, oh, man. So they, had, they got in town Tuesday night, and um, and so they were there, and, and uh, they had the news on when we walk in, and he can read. He's eight. Um, right. He takes after his mom, clearly. And so, you know, <laughs> he sees the TV, and it says one person dead. And he goes, somebody died? And I'm like, click. You know, immediately yeah. turn the TV off, but at that point... Now he knows yeah. it's even more serious than just, hey, somebody had shot some guns and, you know, 
maybe they were celebrating, you know, being dumb. Uh, now he knows that it was something more serious and he could see the police presence on TV and, and that. And so I turned off the TV and, um, and just sort of talked to him a little bit as much as I could, like, hey, you know, um, you know, this is it, it's it's one of the reasons why we, we say I love you when we leave the, the house every time. Mm-hmm. It's why we hug. It's why we do those things, Bubba, because you don't know. It's why we tell you about, you know, trying to enjoy life. It's why we, you know, sometimes get on you is to try to keep you safe. Like any time that we get mad at you, Bubba, like we try to explain to you, like most of the time when we get mad, it's because you have inadvertently put yourself in danger like that you don't mm-hmm. know about because you're a child. <laughs> you don't know any better. Right, um, right. And so, um, and and so at that point, you know, just turn the TV off. But I, I'm not trained for it. And and so mm-hmm. then, you know, last night we're sort of decompressing with everything, is trying to follow the news and, and listening to Seren and, and all the guys, you know, as that still comes in. Because at one point it was eight people uh, were injured, some with, um, with with gunshot wounds, some with just injuries that happened with people running, which is going to be part of it as well as you know people with right. It's uh, a lot of it. You know, yeah. There was a kid on kid on TV whose face was all scraped up because he fell over a barrier and landed on his face. And so he's running with blood coming down his face. And so people think, is this guy part of it? You know, did right. he get shot or what's going on? Um, and, and so last night we're, you know, in bed and I can see, like, I can tell in his face, like he's different. And so it's just like trying to talk it through of like, okay, so, you know, what's wrong? And, and he was just scared. Man. And that's what sucks is like, he's a child, you know, Man. he's at yeah. a parade and now he can't go to sleep because he's scared to yeah. leave the house like you know man it's it's no i i i absolutely get that and i i, I mean i that's the first thing i thought of when when jason told me he was with everett i'm like i, I don't know what i would would, would say because you, you don't want to lie but you don't want to stress him out but their world is, is this is the world we live in and and yeah. it's not fair that you have to find this lesson out at age eight but at the, but right. you know he, he, and, he did and, and you know and I, we, we sort of talk and we're like buddy you know you have active shooter drills at school you know he's been through them he's mm-hmm. eight, and, you know he's he's had active shooter drills for three years now since he was in yeah. kindergarten like he's been through these which is unbelievable um that when yeah. they sent out the the email to the parents which every parent now that has a kid in school has had the emails of this yep. will be an active shooter drill. The kids may have questions when they get home, you know, um, but just letting you know this is what we're doing. So he's done it for three years. And so it's like, this is why you go through that, buddy, is if things like this happen, that you're more prepared, you are way more prepared and you have seen way more things and had to deal with more things than I did at your age. And so, and I said, you know, that, that sucks. And I'm sorry about that. Um, but it is the world and it's something that, you know, to be vigilant about and to think about. And it's why when you're doing those active shooter drills, you take them seriously. It's not just a time for you and your friends to talk. It's not just a time for you and your friends to, you know, not have to do math. It's, it's very serious. And this is the reason why. And these police officers have been doing active shooter drills every day. It's what they do. It's their life. It's what they train for, and that's why they are there, is to keep us safe. Sometimes even the most trained people can't keep us safe. But I said, but son, I can promise you, if they weren't there, it would have been a whole lot worse. And so yeah. they're there to help us as much as they can, um, but they are not superheroes. Uh, they are just simply heroes in the community, but uh, but they can only do what they're capable of doing and just trying to let them know. Like, he's had, he, he has the week off, which is why our, our uh, my, mm. uh, you know, um, in-laws came in town was to, to be with them these few days while, while he had the week off. It's just perfect timing, right? They wanted to come in town anyway. And so luckily he doesn't have to go to school. He can be around his, his um, you know, nanny and poppy and, 
um, and hang out with them today and not, you know, be scared of being out of the house or anything like that and, and maybe process a little bit more. But, but yeah, yesterday was, I mean, I am not an, um, uh, I'm, I'm a night, a night owl more than anything. And mm-hmm. by nine o'clock I was out, I was asleep. I just, it, the, the day from the emotions was just drained, uh, from that, like how, you know, to, to process everything. Cause obviously I'm still processing things in real time. Well, you know, sure. how does an eight year old process those things as well or a kid? And, and that's why like, you know, Drew, we, you, you've got kids and you know, it, it says last night, like the, the, the nine children that were shot, that were being treated for gunshot wounds at, at children's mercy, that they're all going to make a full recovery. And I said, mm. define full recovery. Yeah. Because yeah, you're right. we're talking physically full recovery. When will no, they make a full recovery? No, that's 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 a great point. And I got to tell you, you've always admired Seren Petro, who's worked there. And I've listened to him in segments, but I listened to him for about three hours yeah. yesterday. And whatever awards they give, he should win them all because of his demeanor. You, you want someone to be serious, but also have have the, the news judgment of stuff's coming in here. Is that right? right. And just his tone, yeah, his absolutely. tone blew me away. I've never been proud to work for this organization and listen to that yesterday because it's you can be emotional. And that's some of the people are. But you need a voice of reason. And, and that's what he absolutely. was. And I didn't even I didn't even want to see the footage. I was just listening. I was just just listening for yeah. two, three hours on end because, you know, you, you're trying. To, you, you've been in there, those breaking uh, diff, different type of breaking news. It's yeah. usually NCAA stuff, but right. this was serious. This is affecting everyone, and to not have yeah. any bumper music, to just come back in the, that, that that way dry. And I was, he, he was the perfect guy, man. I just got to tell yeah, you, I he, texted he him too. It. I told him he handled it incredibly well because you're right. I mean, you have to have the news judgment of okay, what am I going to say? What is going to be disseminated to everybody? What do I know to be a a, a report that is trustworthy that we can pass along information? And what are we waiting on to make sure that we know for a fact that this is what has happened before we say it on the air? Um, and that's all happening in real time. And you don't know when you're trying to get as much information. While you're waiting for the information, you're still talking. You know, you're still presenting whatever is going on or your perspective on what's going on. And you're seeing some videos that are happening in real time. Like it is, it's it's not an easy position to be in. But but I mean, it's a position that he has to be in because you yeah. need to get the information out there because people are immediately tuning in to say what's going on because you know if you're driving home i would hope you're not on your phone on social media trying to see what's going on so you've got to turn on mm-hmm. whatever you know radio station to to see if, if you can get the news of what's happening and so yeah I, he was he was really good the boys this morning are, are doing their thing and really good and i have no idea you know what my four hours are going to be like today no yeah. no I mean, idea well, the moment that got me was when he, I can't remember who was in studio with him, but he said, basically, guys, he goes, you want me to read this? He goes, yeah, but I want you to read it before you read it on air. And that's yeah. when they found out the name of uh, yes. like the, the local radio host. Did you, did you know her? I mean, it sounded like everybody knew her. I did not know her. Our morning mm-hmm. show host did know her. He was friends mm-hmm. with her. Um, his best friend is her cousin. Um, and, and he's been sort of talking through that this morning, um, and processing that as well as somebody who her kids were there, who also, you know, suffered gunshot wounds, um, while they were there. Um, and, and just to think like, you know, they're celebrating a parade and excited that they're that close to the stage and the players and because they were that close to the stage and the players, because they were in the wrong place at the wrong time, um, that, you know, they've now lost their mother. They, 
will make a full. They're, they're one of the, the you know a couple of the children that will make a full recovery, but they will not mm-hmm. make a full recovery from this. Um, that is quite frankly impossible um, Do- to make a full recovery because they are changed forever based on this, you know. Two yeah. minute interaction, you know. Well, and, and that's the thing. I mean, you, you have to get through your head that you know. It took me a while to go. Wait, this this wasn't terrorism. This was this was crime. This was not somebody trying to, to shoot up, you know, um, a movie theater or something. These were, yeah. you know, idiots. Do do we know any more about the the the, the facts, the motive, the who who did it, how many were involved? I mean, I, I I've read so many angles of this. I've just not that yeah. that one for some reason is is one that I'm like I'm just reading about the other stuff. Yeah, the, um, the still the the information we have is that three people have been apprehended. Uh, motive has not been released or discussed. The police are obviously still doing the investigation. They're asking for people to send any videos that they have, anybody that was near, just their experience, so they can. I mean, it, it is it's such a heavily populated, and and there are business every uh, businesses everywhere around that area that you know there's so much security camera. I mean, the the footage that was out there of the man chasing down one of the suspects and tackling him. Um, that that was from a rooftop security camera. Like there's going to be cameras everywhere that everywhere. they'll be able to piece this together. Um, but you know, still, the, it's it's going to be a long investigation to try to figure out you know what all took place. Um, it is obviously different than what happened in Boston, where you know by the time the night was over. Um, I, I believe that was the case. Gosh, it, it's it's tough to even put like the, the days together with that. And I've watched documentaries on the thing. Yeah, the, um, I started to watch it the other day. Oddly, I think it was it was within hours. I believe. Yeah, that, that eventually that night that uh, both of the the uh, the suspects were one was obviously killed and, and one was was apprehended, and you knew uh, pretty immediately of what the case was with that. And this doesn't sound like that from all indications. It doesn't seem to be that. It seems to be maybe a planned out violent attack on a few individuals but you know with without a care of people that might be in the area uh, that um w- would also be victims uh, to whatever took place uh, I, that that's that's as much as i can gather right now of what uh, the police are saying and what people that are reporting on it are saying is that uh, they haven't ruled out terrorism but uh, it doesn't seem mm-hmm. to be going in that direction yeah. Well, I mean, we get into this business to talk about sports and fun stuff. And in the last five I years, know. we found out it's a lot about a lot more than that. And you become a community radio station more than a sports radio station. That's why I wanted to listen. We're going to be weather and news and, and traffic, you know, every you know six right. minutes. It was going to be Seren talking and, and getting the information out there and going to press conferences and giving context. I'm an out-of-towner, and I knew more, you know, now I know the, like, I know the police chief's name and background and, and – yeah. I was it was it, it it was great, but it is it's it's tough, man. And I think people appreciate your your emotions and honesty with, and I think your audience will today too, man. It's it was I uh, just uh, just so listening a million miles away. The, the radio is the most yeah. personal medium, and I felt like I was right there in Kansas City yesterday. So yeah, no, um, it was uh, it was a really tough day, and um, you know it'll be a tough it'll be a number of tough days moving forward yeah. uh, to try to you know try to heal you know um as, as you know as quickly as possible um with the, with the victims and people around and everybody that was victimized by just simply being there and being around it and you know um and and you know it's one of the one of the stories that came out of it was you know one of the kids that in fact the kid that had fallen over the barrier and scraped his face um he made it inside union station and he's panicking and he's crying and he actually got hugged and was consoled by Andy Reed you know Andy oh. Reed was the one that was hugging him and telling him hey look at me just breathe 
just breathe. Breathe with me. Breathe mm-hmm. with me. <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me? Like, po- the Chiefs players were there helping out, you know, some of the people trying to, to calm them down, trying to help them, you know, which is, you know, it, it, it's, it's a community at that point. Nobody's a Chiefs player and nobody's a fan. You know what I mean? Right, uh, right. We're, we're, we're humans and, and citizens trying to make it through this situation together. Yeah. Well, Jason, I uh, can't think, you know, oh, congratulations on the Chiefs Super Bowl win, too, by the way. You know, another yeah, no one there. So, yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah. but but really do appreciate it. Best of luck, man, uh, today and uh, keep up the good work. Thanks, brother. Talk to you soon. I appreciate it. Jason Anderson uh, with us here. Pretty powerful um, conversation. I think Very there. powerful. But, yeah. You get choked up talking about his son. I mean, you can't even imagine. No, you don't know what that. to say because yeah. you you he's there. He's experiencing. It's one thing if something happens on the television, you just turn the channel. You're there. You're in the midst of it. You you naturally have questions. What you know, kids have all kinds of questions. What what happened? Why did they do it? Where did they do it? How many people were kids my age? Like those are, um, you know, those are just tough events, man. I mean, I I've never obviously been at anything like that. I hope I never am, uh, but. There's no playbook on what what you're supposed to do there. And and the other thing that got me when they, you know, when when Sarim was doing the coverage yesterday and he just, you know, when he says that, you know, that these two kids were in surgery and and they said when they come out, they're not going to have a mother. And and that got me. You just don't even it's just just it's awful. And I know people I don't know what the answer is. I don't think anybody does. I know people aren't are just going to politicize it and that's going to infuriate probably me even more to, to you know people are just default to their their standard positions on whether it's generally guns i mean that's generally what it is but i, I just don't know what you can do when you have 800 police officers you you can't protect people from one crazy person you can't yeah what you do no and you're, you're right i don't know what you do because like you me kansas city pd like they can't change the laws of the country and but you do see this happening enough around the country that it's just a matter of time before it happens in your community if it hasn't happened already and clearly something has to freaking Mm -hmm. give you know at some point and i don't know what the answer is you know i don't know what the answer is so i'm not going to give my opinion or because i don't have one i don't have a well-informed opinion i just don't know and it's not as simple as the extremists on both sides will go will default to their position on gun control neither of the that's wrong it's not if it were simple as one of those answers it would have been done all right it's just it's not but i don't know people smarter than me are going to have to figure out in the middle what, what to do but it's just um it's just it's really sad obviously it's horrible so it's terrible um yeah so i guess um yeah we'll we'll, we'll continue along uh here so we'll we'll try a little yeah we'll have a little fun maybe to pe- wrap pep, it up i don't know if you, you, know, pe- you know you do some pep up the energy here on the other side yeah. i guess yeah yeah um all right we'll continue along here two six seven nine six eighty text away that ups jobs text line uh at four three seven nine six eighty uh we'll let you do that uh here this morning get over to the huffman auto group you're thinking about buying a car um that's where i bought my last two vehicles of accurate oxmore Huff, neil huffman's accurate oxmore and i'm probably buying another one from the huffman auto group here in the next six months as scary as that is for um one max deaner but um yeah it's they they have been great i've driven a car from um accurate oxmore probably going on about 10 years now great cars i hit the other day i pulled in seventy-seven thousand seven hundred and seventy-seven oh, miles wow that's crazy. that's when i pulled in for lunch at my dad that's what it was on i'm like so what, do i do with something with this do I, I took a picture but i'm like what do i do with the picture but like it's gonna happen if you get to seventy-eight thousand miles at some point you're gonna have all sevens 
But uh, is that's that lucky? awesome. I don't know. Yeah, and, and yeah. The, more than likely, you're just going to roll on and never see it. But that's really cool that right. you parked a car and it's just I, like I just that. happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just just happened to do that. So um, I don't know. What, that, that has doesn't have anything to do with Neil Huppin's accurate Oxmoor. Although I was right next door and I did that as Jay Alexander, so I was uh, right there. But either oh. way, I digress. If you're looking for a car, I think you get the most value in the Acura line. Um, but I, you know, I've, I've tried it. Uh, you know, I've done it twice here, and this was before I bought my first, and well before they were partners of ours. I just did my research. So well, you get a lot more for your money with the Acura. So do your own research. I think you'll land on the same thing, particularly when it's time for an SUV. The, S- the MDX and the RDX are unbelievable. It's uh, Neil Uppen's Acura at Oxmoor. When you get over there, tell me who's talking about him here in the Diener Show. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Wake me up before you go, go. Broadcasting live from the Liquor Barn Studios, you're listening to The Diener Show on ESPN 680, 105.7, and 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Drew Diener and Mark Blankenbaker. That's good. So I guess, does that make, uh, is this really more for Mark since he woke me up with the text? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, sure. About wake, wake yeah. you up. I guess maybe yeah. I'm supposed to... Uh, am I supposed to wake you up each morning? No. Should I start no, checking no. on you about six thirty each day, or like how, how should no. that go? No, no. I'm mean, I'm a grown man. I should be able to handle this, but I do appreciate your text because otherwise it would have been even longer uh, before I before I got on the air. Imagine and if we had not texted you. We just did the no, show. You're right. And then, like you woke up and it was like seven well, thirty five, and you just were like, "Are y'all not gonna like let me know?" Like, well, we just figured you were taking the day off. You were sick or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Golly. I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, but I made it. I'm here, and I'm going to have to I'm gonna find the alarm clock I bought for Max that he didn't use that I'm going to use. I'm going to take the, the thing I was going to make my teenager do, I'm going to force myself to do. We could probably use a good, you know, sleep uh, partner, you know, like a, a, a sleeping, you know, who analyzes your sleep, you know. Yeah, no, I think a sleep study would do you well. Um, yeah, you, you that, could, that's that's the phrase I was looking for, rather than a yeah. partner. In, I mean, yeah. uh, you want a sleep partner? Is that what you want? You want to? Yeah, I mean, that was, that was <laughs> I, I was trying to avoid. Damn it, the mixtape! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you could say it once and people will go by, but now it's like, oh, he, 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 he. we're gonna play it forty-seven times, five thirty on Friday. Pee <laughs> Oh God! It's a piece of pee pee. Oh, cut it! Oh, oh, tell, tell Sofro. Oh, he said pee pee. Like God. <laughs> he said he said partner, and then he said sleep, and he put it together. Oh God, that's so funny. <laughs> I hope I get out. Of, I hope I get out of my gym class here next period. Oh my God, word, sophomore. Well, um, oh boy. Now, now for, to try to lighten the mood, the mood here, hmm. you do realize I've only made two people cry on the air. 
Yeah. Jason Anderson and Jeff Brum. That's right. And, you know, there was always that joke, you know, when when uh, Caitlin was at Western that, like, you know, she you know, was, you know, she, she liked Jeff. You know, there was always, they always oh, had yeah. fun with that. Oh, yeah. They always had, they always had fun with that. So um, it, there's, you know, the, there's, the, there's a joke there to be made that if Andy Sweeney were here, He'd, he would he know would exactly to what to say. Yes, yes. To try to lighten it up. Because that was, I mean, that was compelling uh, listening oh, to really Jason's was. perspective on it. Uh, you know, James even asked me in the break, should we use that for bonus hour? And I said, because it was, you know, it was pretty emotional. I said, yeah, absolutely. I think it's compelling audio from a firsthand account from someone who's down there, which is rare. You know, yeah, you don't have that in a national story like that. And Jason's down there with his son, and it—I mean, you know—he gets caught up, you know, trying to explain that, and and you know how it's going to affect his kid, and you know. Well, that's the only thing I could think of when he said yeah. he was there. That's the only thing. I mean, I'm putting myself there and going, well, I don't know what I would say. I they weren't like you said, we're not trained for this as parents. There's no, oh, when this happens, do this. No, there's just, this isn't it. This isn't like changing diapers. This is something that is. Uh, something we we didn't frankly grow up with that unfortunately this generation will more than likely be more of things like this so yeah and, and i hope not i hope that we figure out a solution uh to you know kind of limit this or make it less frequent and things like that so that like that your kids don't have to have active shooter drills in their schools and stuff like that but probably not going to happen for for a while unfortunately i mean i'm not optimistic that we're going to find a solution but yeah um yesterday i i didn't know it was happening till i guess around six o'clock or so because mm-hmm. uh, i was like dealing with Elle and hanging out with her and we were playing on the playground and doing stuff and as soon as i saw it it, it, it instantly ruined my mood you know like instantly like i was just like you're talking because by then we'd known we knew that there were several kids that were and that just it wrecked me and to hear that the mother of two kids they were they were also shot but they also watched their mother get murdered mm-hmm. that is a just no, the trauma no, no when that, i was listening yesterday like i said it was um it, it it puts you right there and um you know I, I would encourage people even today to listen to our sister station 810 out in kansas city because they they're the, they're the best i mean they're they're the best local you know it's very rare that you get locally owned privately owned radio stations and that's what that's what we are. That's what our stations of networks are. They're owned by individuals, not by, you know, investment groups and bean counters right. uh, and everything else. Yeah, we're, we're owned by people. Is, is that the people. chair that is squeaking? I thought there was a baby in the Honestly, studio. Honestly, this is the chair. It's the chair, that, yeah. That I mean, squeaks. it sounds like there's a baby there, yeah. And chairs get moved around in here. I don't oh, know yeah. why they get moved around, but this is the chair that I have today. And, uh, yeah. yeah, if I move at all, it, yeah, it, I know, it, it, I know. it does the thing. Uh, it's not. I was, I was just wondering because I was like, "Man, did Mark bring L to work with him?" That's I mean, weird. At some point, she'll come to work with me, but not today. You know, <laughs> not, yeah. not at this stage in her life. Even unless you want to hear a toddler babble for three hours yeah, in the right, background, because right, right. she's just saying everything under the sun. I, I can't really make sense of most of what she's saying. There, are, but it's starting to make more and more sense each day, if that makes sense. So she's yeah. she's talking. Uh, some of it makes sense, most of it doesn't, but we're uh, we're, we're starting we're to there. understand one another. Yeah. <laughs> hey, give the um, uh, the National Thoroughbred Racing Association credit. I just got an email, 
you know, the whole thing last week with the, the white Randy Moss and the black oh, Randy Moss. Yes. The P- so their email says, uh, Randy Moss discussed horse racing at Super Bowl Radio Row. And they, uh, they've got the uh, dateline. In case you missed it last week, the NTRA sent NBC Sports and former NFL Network personality Randy Moss to Super Bowl Radio Row. Moss, an avid racing enthusiast and handicapper, has covered the sport for decades as both a TV commentator and newspaper reporter. Uh, and then they go on this. He goes, Moss went viral on Tuesday when one of his interviews found out on live air that they were not getting NFL wide receiver, uh, Hall of Fame wide receiver on their show, but instead NBC commentator Randy Moss. Aside from that lighthearted moment, which took over X uh, and much of the internet, his 12 interviews touched several media markets across the country. Seattle, Phoenix, Washington, Orlando, Las Vegas. I mean, there should have been 50 after that because you didn't even want to talk about horse racing. You just wanted to go, okay, uh, how funny is it that they thought you were, you know, the wide receiver? That's so good, and um, I don't know if you so, saw uh, saw that Ra- Randy Moss actually tweeted the the the, the receiver Randy Moss. Uh, r- r- he r- he tweeted about it. Said someone got mossed, you know, when this <laughs> happened. And then the NCRA actually tweeted last week, uh, "Hey, Randy Moss and Randy Moss TV, we can get together and clear up any confusion this week in Vegas." Uh, you know, so they're having fun with it. That's really smart, you know, to kind of lean into that and. Uh, Randy Moss, the receiver, uh, leaned into it as well. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, so that's 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 funny to me. I like that. I love it. Too. Um, so we'll we'll, uh, we'll have the um, women's game for you tonight. Uh, that'll be coming your way uh, at uh, six thirty, seven o'clock with the uh, uh, with the play by play. Um, let's see. What you you you've done a good job. You've you put things on the sheet of lies. I don't know if this, was, but I have not done anything. Well, yeah, because um, you because you slept in. Um, yeah. I don't know if you saw uh, the the one man court storm. Say last slept night. in. I think I would say overslept would be a better term. I'm trying to lighten my my the harshness of how that sounds because <laughs> it sounds like I didn't give a damn when you say I slept in, uh, which which is it is technically accurate. Um, yeah, you know, but the the one man court storm. Did you see that? I did not. So Where Detroit was Mercy was zero and twenty six, and last <laughs> night they beat IUPUI and Pooey. Pooey. One man stormed the floor. I'm pulling it up here. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I pull love up this, this brave. So this, pull up this brave soul. <laughs> yes. Pick, oh, it killed him too. Eighty-one, sixty-six. Where's the? Oh yeah, the guy. He walks out. To, he just walks out. <laughs> I mean, that might be ten percent of the crowd. It might be that one guy. It might yeah, be. That may, my gosh, yeah. There's literally no one. They're zero and twenty-six. <laughs> they won a game, and they, and just... they won by fifteen. How bad does that team suck? Well, what, yeah, what, what was their what was the money line on Detroit Mercy last night? That's what I uh, want to know. I don't know. You uh, ch- check that. You're you're better at finding past point spreads out mm. uh, than me. You Would sent compelling. You sent compelling sound though last night uh, oh. before your slumber about the Chiefs <laughs> about For the my Chiefs long winter's nap <laughs> before you, in your kerchief. I imagine is you've got a yeah. kerchief. That's why you're sleeping oh. so soundly. Yes, these this NFL films footage. Of, yes. Uh, yeah. So does Chase have that? Do you have the? Uh, yeah, he's got it. Yeah, he's um, working so on this it. So this is this is the one when Mahomes comes back from the coin flip. Then we'll start with that one. Yeah, so that yeah, that's what it is. And basically, it goes in on you know the the, the Chiefs saying what they want. They, they're like they took the the, the ball yeah. like those idiots. Yeah. Like they came back like like okay. So if we if we have this is Mahomes coming back from the coin flip and explaining they didn't win the coin flip, but they they. They got you know, what they the wanted anyway. chose to receive. Yeah, yeah. 
Yes. So uh, go ahead and play it if we got it. You good with the toss? Yeah. Which way you want to kick it? They call it. They call it, right? They got a coin flip. Yeah, they call a coin flip. It's their coin flip, right? Which way do you want to kick it? We want the ball, Fred. San Francisco, you are still the visitors. What is your call? Tails again. He called tails again. It is tails. What receive? You want the ball? Which way do you want to kick? We're going to kick that way. San Francisco received first and overtime. Good luck, gentlemen. They want it. They want the ball. <laughs> they wanted it. Hey, they want it. They wanted it, baby. We want them to have the ball. They want it. They can have it. Hey, even if we score a touchdown, they still get the ball. Yeah, I didn't know that. Wow, that's a niner. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing audio, and it tells you the difference in how prepared the Chiefs were for the rules as a team. Now, I do think Shanahan, he had a philosophy. I don't agree with it, but he had a philosophy. But the the players and the Chiefs were absolutely prepared for the moment. They were dialed in. They were pumped that when the Niners won the toss, that they took the ball. They're like, yeah, we got what we wanted, and we didn't even win the toss. Like, this is great. They took the ball. Like, do they not know the rules? I mean, that's yeah. – and, and so the Shanahan's logic was he wanted the third possession. In other words, he felt like they could match, you know, the uh, the Chiefs on, on possession one and possession two, and then at that point it becomes sudden death, and he thought they could win the game on possession three. I think it's a terrible philosophy. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't, right. it doesn't well, make it. Uh, the Chiefs know, talked about say, that they were going to go for two anyway if they, if they, if they match touchdowns, that they would go for mm-hmm. two. I mean, they've, they, they've yeah. gone out and said that. Yeah, I mean, it said they had meetings about it, you know, earlier in the year and everything. Plus, I mean, that thing was already 15 minutes. You know, it's already a full extra quarter uh, right. at that point. But, yeah, I mean, the, and the fact you have a Niner coming up going, oh, I didn't realize that, that even if we go down and score a touchdown, they still get the ball. And so there had to be guys on the Niners sideline going, then why the hell did we take the ball? Because anybody that's ever played an overtime game in high school or college knows you want to go second because you know you, you have more info, information right. than your opponent. You yeah. know what they did. It's, this is a – it's just not like a, a debatable thing like do you foul on a three-point shot you know with under five seconds to go it's not that you want the ball second and right. you know they said of course what everybody says when they make a decision like that well our analytics said you know really your analytics said that you were going to match Mahomes based on what exactly yeah so you know and, and having that extra fourth down when you know they've got you a, have to use it the, yeah yeah you know that they've scored a touchdown or a field goal and you're at the, this point in the field you, you that that is a tremendous advantage uh, over your opponent at, in that moment. So to know that you have to get down, you don't want to get to that fourth down, but to have it in your back pocket knowing you got four downs, it's a big deal. And that that sound that you – I don't know how you found it, but it was it was really good. And, uh, yeah. I think NFL Films has started releasing it because there's some other really good sound as well um, where they talk about the, the name – the name of the plays when they get in the huddle, it's it's unbelievable. It's like, you know, X, Y, Z, Tom and Jerry Wright, blah, blah, blah. It was something along those lines. If it was Tom and Jerry, it was the whole thing that McCole Hardman understood. Uh, or what, I mean, he understood. They understand the whole play. But he knows that means he's whatever route he's doing there that, that it's designed for him. I, it's amazing that they can say that stuff in a huddle. And it resonates to all 11 guys. Yeah, it's because this is what they do. You know? Like, but this God, is what still, they do. still, man, like, it's just just amazing it's a lot of information and it is kind of funny that andy reads like well that was corn dog 
but it was mu- corn dog with much ketchup and mustard because when they send in a base play corn dog or Tom and Jerry, like you say, or whatever, and then they then, then they throw in the other stuff. Those are alterations to that concept, and so that everybody understands what that means. And I don't know what it means, but like that. Yeah, I mean, just- yeah, it's cool because he was going over um, um, the 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 play call Andy Reid was with Peter King. Uh, from uh, from SI and he was you know getting I think it's always cool when, when they when they do that um, you know um, but let me see if I, I'll see if I can find the NFL <laughs> film. I guess Andy was interviewing Adam Silver this morning well I mean the all-star game is up there in India yeah I mean he I, just texted because I sent him a I sent him a message about 30 minutes ago and he goes I love that you sent that while I was interviewing Adam Silver <laughs> It's like as if you're supposed to know that. I don't know, you know? what you're doing. Yeah, like how I'm are you supposed send, to know that? He's he's sending me stuff during the show. I can send him stuff during the show. He's he's on the air. Right. I'm on the air. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, man, that that you're gonna have to switch chairs, dude. Next tomorrow, or we're gonna have to get rid of that thing. I don't know what we do. Well, I told Chase, I was like, we need to get some WD forty in here. You know, because what's happening? I wouldn't know what that, that sounds good. I wouldn't know what to do with it. You just spray it on wherever it's squeaking. That's all you do. That's you got a, a hinge that's squeaky. You just a little WD forty, little grease. When's the last time you 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 did that? Um, I would say like uh, we never it, for me. No. Let me be clear. The when answer I was for me is never. Christmas lights. I had a uh, an outdoor outlet cover that was giving me a hard time uh, to opening, and I went and got some WD forty, and you know it, it loosened it up enough to. I'm- yeah. Open up the well, that's, that's good. I'm, 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 I don't think I probably have to hire that out too. You can use vegetable you know. oil or canola oil or stuff like that if you don't have wd-40 any kind of cooking oil will also work i uh didn't step on that sephora so have fun with that you know? <laughs> i have the andy reed sound yeah play the andy reed sound yeah yeah yes yeah. so this is him explaining the name of the play call here with peter king this is so interesting to me tiger 12 so that puts mccall in and two tight ends one running back yeah tom and jerry Wright, one-way play we don't have a lot of one-way plays but this is it yeah and it's gun trips right bunch f shuttle okay and that gives you a little corn dog with some, what let some me ask you this what, what, what is the what is the part of that play that denotes the motion the shuttle x shuttle okay shuttle all right easy x okay so i mean it's x shuttle um, Tom and Jerry. No, it's even more. It was even more than that. I mean, it's Tiger Twelve because that was the first part of that, uh, which tells him that's that's twelve formation. Yeah. Um, Tom and Jerry, right? What I mean, it's it's amazing. And you get in there and say that, and everybody knows what they're supposed to be doing. And as you look at the play, it's all it's designed to do is to hide Hardman behind Kelsey, so that the defensive back doesn't even see Hardman anymore. And it's like. It worked perfectly. Yeah. Just say, hey, McColl, hide behind Trav and then screw it out there. <laughs> Tom and Jerry right. And they had, McColl was on some talk show like, are you Tom or Jerry? He's like, I don't know. Mahomes never told me which one I was. So. <laughs> I scored the touchdown. That's who I am. I wonder if they even know that Tom and Jerry was a cartoon. That's a good point. They may I mean, not. Did you know that, Chase? Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah, Tom, Tom and Jerry. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, if, if Chase knows, they know. I know Chase kind of an old soul, though. I don't know. McCole Hardman. I don't know. Maybe Can't not. wait to find out what bumper music he plays tomorrow. Oh, boy. Hopefully I'll be on time.